So right now I'm just trying to be my own biggest fan and trying to get myself out there in a way that's comfortable for me at my own pace instead of trying to, you know, rush through social media and sell myself. It's just going to be advertising and just being myself because I am an artist and, you know, no matter what I'm doing, I'm still going to doodle, create, draw, whatever. It don't matter. I don't need to just drop everything to become a full-time artist. Right. So, and I'm kind of going to piggyback on that. Um, what I noticed in this, and I don't even have a business, but it, it frustrates me not even being a business owner yet. Um, I see so often that when some people are starting a business or some people are doing the business, it, I hate to say it, it's our own people that are our biggest, I'm not going to say doubters, but they're our biggest um, critics, haters. critics, critiques, haters, <laughs> yeah, what have you. Yeah. Because like, I'll see somebody like for me, for instance, I'm, I'm the type that if you have a business or you have a painting or you have something, if you tell me it's a hundred dollars, I'll be the type to give you one twenty five right. or one because I look at it like I'm not buying the painting. I mean, I'm buying the painting because I like your work or I like whatever you do, but I'm investing in you because I know, okay, yeah, this is a hundred dollars, but I know for a fact she gonna need the extra twenty five or whatever. And I don't even consider it charity. I consider it more so in the neighborhood of. Yeah, it, it it's not even well. It's a tip, but it's also like it's a support. It's a support. Like, I'm I'm supporting you, and like um, I see like I try to buy I try to buy a lot of like HBCU related stuff. Um, again, I'm gonna shout out NCCU again. I just can't help myself. <laughs> but uh, here we go. We got Winston Salem. Ram, you Ram, Okay. <laughs> they don't know no better guys, but um. But no, but I try to buy as much as I can, and I, I don't mind paying full price, but I often hear people say, oh, that's too much, or he tripping, why they charging that? And so I, I never understand that, and that has to be frustrating because it's almost as though you're saying, I'm not worth it. Um, if I go to a, if I could spend $60, $70, $80 on a Ralph Lauren shirt or whatever shirt, I could spend. I would rather spend a hundred dollars on what you got because I know where it's going. That's facts. And so I see a lot of people. And, and anytime somebody is doing something positive, whether even if it's simply like I don't get my um I don't get my eyelashes done, but like if I see her thing, I'll retweet it or I'll put it out there because even though I don't, I know somebody who does. If you have your insurance, I I have life insurance, but it's people who don't. Right. Because I I see GoFundMe all the time. Right. Nothing. Not saying nothing's wrong with it, but I see it. And then if I see her art, I'm like, oh, where she got art? Boom. Let me put it out there for everybody to see. Blah blah blah. You know. But my whole, I guess my next question would be, is that um, do you? And this is kind of teeter tottering on like relationship or partner type thing. Do you feel like you need, I mean, I guess everyone does, so it might be a dumb question. Do you feel like you need a person to motivate you, like a loved one? Maybe it's a mom, maybe it's a, maybe it's a, you know, wife, 
girlfriend, boyfriend, what have you, do you feel like you need someone that's going to push you or do you feel like you, you should be able to be motivated by self? Can I answer that question? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so that was definitely not a dumb question. <laughs> um, I feel like everybody needs somebody. Everybody needs an accountability partner. It don't matter what the relationship is, whether it's a relative, parent, spouse, um, mentor. It doesn't matter what relation it is. I believe, I truly believe everybody needs an accountability partner because um, trying to go into entrepreneurship is not easy. So even if it's not on the basis of being there for emotional emotional support or financial support, um, you're going to have to go to somebody for guidance. Maybe this person may know um, they may be an entrepreneur, such as a mentor, and you might like how their business is profiting um, or growing. And so you want to be able to take heed to that person like, hey, what do I do next? How do I do this? Okay, well, this happened. So how do I recreate my brand or how do I come back out to, um, you know, try to find marketing tips to promote my brand? Um, relationship, spouse, you know what I'm saying? Okay, I ain't made no money today. I've been sitting at the shop all day. Nobody came in there. I just want to give up. I'm tired of this. I went through that last year. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I ain't had nobody to cry to because I'm single, but it's cool because guess what? If I had a, a partner or a spouse at that time or in the moment, I should be able to go to that person. They should be able to kind of emotionally help rebuild me so I can right. go back out there and keep it going. So, yes, you definitely need an accountability partner. What do y'all think? Yeah. I think for me, it is kind of twofold uh, because I think... Um, I, I hold myself accountable, you know, like I motivate myself. Um, I definitely feel like a lot of what you have to do as an entrepreneur is internal more than external. So That's I have true. to keep myself uplifted. But of course, I mean, if it wasn't for my wife some days, I would give up, you know, like you have to have accountability partners or just people that will check you in general that right. know you can do better and right. expect you to do better. And then when you have those kind of people in your corner, it really just help you on them rough days. Uh, but I try to set my day up uh, like right by just waking up, you know, thinking about what I'm grateful for. I can name a thousand things that I want to change in my life. But what I'm learning is to shift my focus to the things that I have That's and that right. I'm grateful for That's and right. what I can move forward and know that I am enough, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes words of affirmation help me. Like, I'll stand in the mirror and be like, you can do this. You right. will do this. Like, this is going to happen for you. You know, just kind of pump myself up. Uh, but I thank God for, like, my mom, my wife, my best friend, because I do have people in my corner when I am slacking or just being lazy or if I'm just, like, defeated. Because, you know, on this trail, on the entrepreneurship trail, there's so many defeats that you'd be like, oh, my gosh, another defeat. You know, like, I don't want to do this. It hurts. You know, mm-hmm. defeat is not a, a beautiful thing at times, uh, but just gaining the knowledge from that and just keeping, like, keep myself pushing forward, you know? Right. I mean? So it is twofold for me. Right. And and in my eyes, because I'm, I'm not, I want to step out there, and I probably will, because everybody's like, yo, you need to go ahead and jump out there and be, yeah. <laughs> but so with me, like, I grew up in a household where it was, um, it was almost like excellence of, ex- of execution. So, growing up in an entrepreneur ho- entrepreneurship household, um, and again, it's since '96, so I'm only about what six years old, eight years old, maybe. Um, I'm seeing it now. I'm seeing the fruits of the hustle from back then. Um, like you know, my mom is the most humble person you ever meet. Like. She she yeah, she doesn't have Beamer. She got a Porsche now. Got whatever. Got her own house. 
she just be buying stuff just to be buying it at this point. But she's still humble. You would never know. Like, you would never know because she don't keep it like that. But the reason I'm saying that is because my mom always have pushed me and my siblings to be great. And, you know, it was kind of tough love because it was like my mom has this saying. And she going to hate to put it out there for the world to say. But she'll say, pick your nuts up, nigga. Like, that's the, her. She used to say that all the time. I'm talking Whatever situation going on, she's like, you got to pick your nuts up. Like, and, and you're going to have to go out here and grind. You got to go out here and get it. She still say it to this day. She'll still, if, I, if she sees something, she'll be like, man, you got to pick your nuts up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, I've learned just kind of being around, like, being around it that, you know, you, you have to have that person. Now, as far as dating is concerned, it's been very difficult for me to date someone, um, like I was just, I was just dating someone, um, and me and her used to clash all the time because she used to try to approach me the same way my mom did, which was not a good idea. And so we used to clash and she would say things that was like, I'd be like, yo, who are you talking to? You know? And it wasn't at, I think she was trying to come at it from the perspective of my mom instead of being nurturing. And I understand you don't want to baby me or whatever, but she wasn't being nurturing with it. And so we clashed a lot of times. And so I learned that, you know, A, some people learn differently. And B, you have different ways of how you can interact with somebody. So I, I believe you should have someone. But I've heard several people say, if you can't motivate yourself, then what the hell are you really doing? That's right. And so I, I kind of get both sides, but I do think you need that person in your in your corner now it's Can interesting I speak on that for yeah yeah absolutely and what i was gonna say i, I really uh like the idea like with my children now i think my mom is of a generation or i thought she was where entrepreneurship wasn't a thing for her right. she was like go to school find a good job retire get your pension or do like old-fashioned way of black people thinking you know right. like that's pretty much her biggest thing if you get a degree you're gonna be set you know like right and not really realizing the way the world was changing so the ideal of black parents and that's what i try to do for my kids is really instill that entrepreneurship like you don't have to go like i i I'm claiming that I'll be in a position when my children are old enough to get their first job, they'll be answering the phones in my agency. You know, that's right. that's the kind of career goals or moves I want to make for them because I want them to realize, you know, you can do what you got to do. And then also, I want to speak on your ex. I think what me and my wife learned is there's love languages and everyone right. receives love differently. So... For me, I'm words of affirmation. My my wife is more of a physical touch person. So I can give her a hug and she feel love. She give me a hug. I'm watching TV. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I get to you. I get to that hug. Right. But if she tell me, oh, man, you clean this kitchen. You did your thing. I'm in here like, oh, I did. Like, you right. know, like, or, you know, you're going to be something, you know, like I right. see the potential in you. So really, when you start dating people and, and get into a position where you want to settle down with people, you really got to know how to love them and I think the love five love languages figuring out what my kids love languages are because my kids like to be loved differently and just loving them the way they feel love because mm. sometimes people they do genuinely love you they just don't know how to properly love you because they don't know your love language right so all right Shay what would you say 
I, w- I wasn't even sure where the question was at at that point. But y'all I'm all sorry. pretty <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had two mental no, thoughts that, on no, that. that. That is one of the biggest, like, I don't know if my mom would appreciate me saying it, but, like, she was married to a dude, and the love language situation was super-duper different. I ended up in the same position where it's just, like, people, how they view life and how they feel things and you just don't understand and some people don't try to understand so that that was speaking to me that's why i was like wait what what happened but um on the support thing i would say it doesn't matter who supports you because literally i've had strangers come up to me and be like oh my gosh that is such an amazing piece of art i'm just like stop it (laughs) and i think any type of support no matter who it comes from you know any positive reinforcement is always good i got this tattoo it says i am because it's supposed to be a reminder i am everything and everybody or whatever you know that i want to be you know i work hard for it i can get it i don't mind hard work and anyone who's there to support me whether it's my mom my biggest supporter in the world she's a superwoman i tell you what <laughs> you know how you grow up through life you know you eat pb and j you have oodles and noodles or you have nothing in the fridge but somehow it's a huge dinner on the table my mom did all that and i'm just like wow like i got my first apartment and i'm trying to figure out how she did that but i'm I'm getting there (laughs) but any support my grandparents my boyfriend you know family like i said stranger someone could just smile at something you did and it it feels good because you know as an artist any form of art i would imagine one of the reasons why you do it is you know to put positivity into the world versus you know for the money and that's where i say business people and artists are a little bit more separated because a lot of business people you know they do it for the hustle and then they get through it but i'm now, on a tangent there no 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 you're fine <laughs> now let me ask you because actually that was the i was going towards that um, me and me and my boys, we were talking. Like we have a group chat, and some people like you know, dudes don't have group chats. We do, mm-hmm. so we had a group chat, and I have about three homeboys that's married, and the rest of us are kind of single. So we oftentimes will compare dating and the married life, or what have you. So um, it's kind of dope that because you're married, yeah, Crystal, I am. and then you have a boyfriend, mm-hmm. and then you're single. And then me, I, me, I don't know what the hell I got going on, but I got something. Yeah, I got something. So it is what it is. But um, let me ask, because um, it's kind of dope. We have all spectrums of, of, of everything here. Um, how hard is or was it dating life? And is, well, obviously marriage was a goal when you, you accomplished it. Is marriage still uh, still a goal? Or is it just, let's be life partners and we'll figure it out along the way? I'm not having kids without being married. So if I'm dating you, my goal would be, ultimately, we need to be husband and wife. Otherwise, we have no reason in doing this because it's just fucking around if you're not planning no future. So, right. Gotcha. So how, how would you say is a single life out here? Cause I'm tiptoeing out there, but it's like See, you single, but I'm single, single. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Like, I have no candidates, no maybes, no two and a possible, none of that. We're not playing space at all, like hands Damn. down. So, but I can honestly say that in my, I think I've been single for a year and a few months now. And since I've been single, 
I have elevate, elevated so much internally mm-hmm. with within myself, my own character, because you know how they say each relationship prepare you for your next relationship. Right. Okay, so I learned more about me as to um, how I need to operate and, um, you know, just my thought process, you know, how I can stay true to me. Because a lot of times we lose ourselves when we get in a relationship. Exactly. So I got totally distracted in my last relationship because I was too busy trying to support his dreams. Mm-hmm. You understand okay. what I'm saying? He was there to help me and guide me as well because he's kind of in the same field, in the, in the same industry or whatever. So, you know, he was there to kind of give me tips and guidance. And whenever I had shows, he would be there. Da, 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 da. But I spent majority of my time literally promoting his stuff, being it, trying to be at his shows, making sure that when he got back home from his shows, the house was clean, he had something to eat. You know what I'm saying? Just stuff like that. So I literally kind of was going in a phase where I was losing myself again because I lost focus of what I wanted. Even though I was still doing lashes, I got my certification. And after that, you know, I, after the separation is when I went to nail school and got my mm-hmm. nail tech license. But I still was not putting my best foot forward. And don't get me wrong. He did push me to say, okay, Charmaine, you need to be doing this. Like, why are you not doing this? Why are you not, not doing this? But I was still too busy trying to please him. You know what I'm saying? That right. was just me. That's my character. I'm a loving person. Like, I right. wish whatever it is that you need, if you're lacking, if you're missing the equipment piece, I'm going to do my best to try to get it. If you need flyers made, I'm going to do my best to try to get it. If you need whatever promoted, I'm going to do my best to try to get it. You got to show, I'm going to do my best to try to be there. Like, whatever it is that you're doing, that's just me. That's just how I am. Now I'm trying to find, I'm learning how to find the balance and learning that it's okay to still do what I need to do Absolutely. and have him do what he need to do. Mm-hmm. And then we can come back home and be like, let me tell you what happened at the show. Let me tell you what happened at the shop. Right. Let me tell you what happened at the play. Let me tell you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. Um, so, I mean, I, it's being single has actually been a positive thing for me. It has not been. And I'm not even, I mean, I, I love love, but I don't care to be in a relationship right now. If it comes, it comes. I'm using the time to invest in my children as well. Because right. even with my brand, um, with melanin is the acronym. Um, like now I'm about to start a, a vegan nail polish line with my daughter. She's going to be the co-owner. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, that's that's dope. really so tomorrow, dope. Tomorrow, I just ordered all the product. Tomorrow, we're going to start making the polish. I got the bottles. I just need to get the labels. Boom. Go down to the uh, office downtown. Get it on the paper. Get it trademarked. And, I mean, we in there. But that's what I'm saying. I need to focus on that because if I grew up in a household like you grew up in where right. entrepreneurship was the tone that was set for Man. me, I would be so far ahead. But everybody pressured me, like, go to school, go to school, go to school, you need to go to school, you need to go to school. Now, don't get me wrong, I made A's and B's. I was a little uh, off the chain in school. (laughs) My grades was awesome. Still, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do yet to be going to school. And now... uh, IRS just took my doggone uh, tax money through the loans, and I ain't got no degree. That, yeah? Yeah. Well, I mean... a lot of people get wrapped up in that. Yeah, because... and, And... and that's real talk. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, because the thing with the thing with um, with school, yeah, because the thing with school, if if I could do it all over again, Lord knows I love being you know college educated. I'd have took a trade. I should have took a trade. I should learn how to cut hair. I should learn. Uh, my stepdad is electrical, but he's an electrical worker. Well, he doesn't electric. He's electrician rather, and. Or my and my older brother's an electrician as well, and those are skills that will never play out. Right, you gonna always right. make always. money from that. It's cash. Well, uses cash for service, especially with cutting hair. And so now, 
by, you know, working and having, you know, a de- you know, people having degrees and all this kind of stuff. It's sometimes I sit and I'm like, dang, I'm sitting around people that probably don't even have a GED. And, you know, Christy, you know, but when yeah, we work and we sit around yeah. people all day, yeah. we like, damn, like I spent all this money in college for this shit. That's where I'm at. <laughs> and so, you know, but going back to the relationship aspect of it, um, as far as dating now, um, it's a lot different because it's a lot, it's, 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 it's a lot of, of smoky mirrors and things going on because, um, you know, you have to, you have to factor in, you know, some people have situations they haven't fully closed out yet, or they have, you know, baby, you know, they have kids or they have other things that are going on. And then you got to factor in online dating. Um, online dating is the weirdest shit ever to me <laughs> because it's like, I'm not a person that can text and talk, learn via the damn, whatever you call inbox. So it's like, you get tired of asking the motherfucker, how, like, how was your day? What's your favorite color? Yeah. It's like, damn, like, okay, so what are we going to meet up? Let's go somewhere, you know, and, and, and people are so afraid to get from around phones. It's like, I want to see you or something. So um, it's very difficult. Now, my ultimate goal, like she said, would be to get married because I still have this thing with black love. Like, I still believe yes. in it. I still believe that, you know, black love exists. Um, you know, I want my kids to grow up in a house that was black love influenced. So you see me and your mom interact. You see how, like she said, love language is like my love language is quality time. I could give a fuck about what you buy me. I could give a damn about, um, you know, now this for you that works. But for me, if you be like, oh, I clean the house. I'm like, yeah, okay. So what we doing tonight? Like, let's watch. Like, I got this. I'm a Netflix and chill type person. Let's go hit the streets or whatever together. So if you can't do that for me, then it's like, man, damn. Like, oh, you know, it don't really, I ain't really with it. But the dating life now I see is is changed dramatically we're in a social media era. Mm-hmm. And and it's and crazy. It but uh, my wife actually slid in my DM. Word? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like you. I was like, hey, before this conversation goes <laughs> any further, like, meet me at the pool hall. We can shoot some pool, yeah. drink some beers. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a catfish era. So I'm like, mm, yeah. You got all these Especially cute when pigs. they came to Charlotte. Did y'all see Man. that? When they came to Charlotte. Yeah. I, I had to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, I need to know. That, like, before we even Who talk the hell anymore, is you? when are you right. free to meet? You yeah. know? But yeah, she didn't have a problem with that. I think dating. I've met, I've been involved with a lot of good women, but at the wrong time. Yeah. Just like you can be a good person, yes. just at the wrong. I think timing, <coughs> all of that stuff has the line up. Mm-hmm. Because before my wife, uh, you know, I was single, having fun, and like you said, when you try to keep something in the pocket, you talking to somebody yeah. new, it's just too much going on. I was more of a place where she's at now, um, where I was just, you know. Focusing on me, doing, I kind of start turning into the person that I want to be with. Somebody that was a go-getter, somebody that could stay on their own two feet. Like, I want you. I don't need you. Like, it's definitely two. I don't need a place to stay. So, I'm not going to just, 
you know, settle for anything. Like, I can handle stuff on my own with or without you. So I got in that kind of position for myself. And it really uh, worked out. I just was in a good place where I was just single, not focused on nobody but me. Like you said, one random day she slid in a DM. I'm like, okay, let's go out. You know, like I ain't tripping. Like I am single. And it was just the right timing because I've dealt with a lot of good people. I see them now. They doing their thing. I ain't, I don't wish no bad will on them just because it was never nothing bad. It just was the wrong time, I think. You know? Right. And I thank God because now I got the right one and I got it at the right time. Put so. that ring on it. <laughs> hey, gotcha. Hey. Hey, we out of here. Hey, we out of here. So, like, as you are, you're date when well, you have a boyfriend now, mm-hmm. um, how, like, how is it, like, especially with a new relationship? Because, like, you know, you go through, I've always said, like, I always hated the honeymoon stage. Because the honey, you know, the honeymoon stays like, oh, I it's, like you, yeah, we fake. good. It's still fake. But then, like, I want to see you when you piss me off. Like, yeah. I want to see when you pissed off, when I'm pissed off, and if we gonna make it through. That's when the facts come. Out. That's when <laughs> shit hits the fans. So let me ask you, like, I'm a. Are y'all in the honeymoon phase? I don't like it. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't even. I'm not even sure. Cause within maybe the first thirty to forty five days of being together. We had like a, a argument where it came down to we were both drinking and we got upset and he said something to me. He raised his voice, so I screamed on him and he screamed back and then I screamed one more time and then that was the end of the argument. And I was like, "This is magical." I was like, what? <laughs> "I was right. like, that's the end of it. We're not gonna keep going." All right, cool. So then you know he gets his little attitudes. I get my little attitudes, but. For the most part, whenever, you know, the end of the night comes, if we spend a night over each other's houses or whatever, you know, we might go to bed all, yeah, get out of my face type. But by the time we wake up, we like cuddled all up in each other's faces. So I don't, I'm not sure if we ever went through a honeymoon phase because I think we ended up like the first day we met, we actually were working together mm-hmm. and it was, he was the driver. I was a passenger and our first like delivery was an hour and a half away and i was like i gotta be in a, in a car with the fine ass motherfucker for an hour and a half how am i supposed to live my life and we ended up talking the entire way through right and the next day we ended up talking the entire way and every time you know we're together it just feels natural like that whole if i never like i do believe in soulmates but if i never did before him i would have definitely been a believer after because so many things are just so much easier mm-hmm. we're still like new to each other so we still have to learn about each other's little quirks and like what ticks the other one off but we still like like i said the argument lasted less than two minutes like i have never in my life like one of my biggest tweets that I'm sure you can go back and see like at least 10 times within like six months would be I just want a nigga who don't argue like I got a mouth I don't shut the fuck up I don't need you to go back and forth with me because mm. I'm just gonna keep going like don't do it <laughs> just stop so the fact that he did that as soon as he did that I was like you know what we have a whole keeper because wow mm-hmm. sometimes you can't get people to like I know I can't shut up that's why we on here today <laughs> well I'll I'll say this with with me, um I always said that I'm a very, 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 very difficult person to date. And the reason I'm difficult to date is that I was I was lightweight spoiled coming up. Like I kinda I ain't always had my way, but I kinda got my way a lot. 
You never wanted for nothing. Well, I know I'm gonna say. I mean, I I didn't. I'm not gonna say I never wanted for anything, but like, I never, I never had anybody hold me accountable for my shit. Like, I never had anybody say, "Yo, that's wrong." Hmm. Like, or I never had anybody say, "Like, you know, I'm I'm not gonna tolerate this." Um, like with me, my biggest thing that my ex always said, and. It was always my Twitter. My Twitter has always been the problem with her in the fact that I would say stuff on there that I would just jokingly say. I didn't never take it serious, but I never thought it would hurt her. So, like, I would say something like I would be joking, you know, playfully, you know what I'm saying, whatever. But to her, it was like, nigga, you know what you're saying. You know what you're doing. You flirt with these hoes. But to me, I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, ain't nobody in my DMs. Ain't nobody. Like, you can see nobody's here. But I think what happens is, like, I don't know who said it. You have to learn your significant other's language. And you have to learn the other person you're dealing with. And for me, it's, it's been difficult because it's always been a battle. Because I don't I don't necessarily. Like, if you tell me about myself, I don't necessarily want to hear it. And that's been my biggest Flaw is like, that's everybody. That's yeah, like, right. you know, like, yeah, especially, and then you're a man, uh, yeah, a man, yeah, like a man, you telling me like, hold on, you telling me I can't do what? Uh-uh. And that's where it goes into, um, I guess the whole thing of toxic masculinity. Um, I thought it was a, I thought it was fake until I started realizing, I started listening to like what a lot of women would say about toxic masculinity. I was like, man, that shit fake as hell. But now I understand what it means. It it really does exist. Um, but my question, my next question is, does toxic femininity exist? Definitely. I was going to say, I can yeah. imagine you got girls Most who are definitely. gold diggers and lying about this and cheating on them. Like, people are fucked up in general. And I think it's a lot deeper than that, uh, especially in the, I, I, I do a lot of research on the black community itself. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like when the government made the initiative to start locking up black males and giving women uh, support as far as housing, but your boyfriend or your baby daddy can't live there or mm-hmm. just putting them in prison, then giving them food stamps. I think some women started developing, oh, I don't need a man or, you know. I don't know. You know, I'm not straight, so I can't, I can only speak on research that Mm -hmm. I've done, not so much personally, but I think a lot of that comes from just the way it's just been socially, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just um, taking a lot of power. So many independent women. Right. And and that's what I get on my sister about. So, I mean, I've dealt with it on a personal level as far as helping my sister cope with different things in her relationship. And I would tell her. You either gonna be the man and and come to my side, or you gonna be the woman and you know not treat him like he the woman. You know, like because right. I think there's different levels to all relationships. You know, and I feel like sometimes women can bulk up. There's women that make more than their husbands, and I know that may make a man feel a certain type of way, but it may also make a woman feel a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. Like you know, kind of give them. And we're living in a time where. Women have to take the lead in order to get stuff done a lot of times. And I think that's where my sister's dilemma is, is that she'll be like, well, if I don't do it, it ain't going to happen. So now you stepping out there on top of what he may have had planned or, you know, like just taking the lead, I guess, as a woman instead of right. 
letting him take the lead as the man and just taking that masculinity away from him and just bossing up. And I mean, we're in a generation of boss women and that and that's just a thing. And I think at the end of the day, we're all humans. What I right. had to realize about my wife is my wife make more than me. And at first, I mean, that's kind of weird. I, I'm a stud. I'm still a woman. So right. we're both women. But, you know, I just wanted to be more of the head of the household or do. But what I had to realize is because my wife just became a registered nurse. We She graduated last Friday. Congrats, so wife. Thank you. There thank you go. You. Yeah, 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 yeah. She started a job at the hospital on Monday. Uh, yeah, so we're excited. And at first, I was kind of like having to take more responsibility with our kids at the house and taking more of that role on. And at first, I was kind of like, well, this, you know, I don't like this. I, I want to do this. And it kind of made me realize what I was doing is comparing myself to my wife instead right. of saying me and my wife is on the same team. Right. When she get this degree, right. we get this degree. Right. And this is going to better our life. So just coming and realizing we're partners. Right. You don't have to do that. If you if you if I'm supporting you, I'm taking care of this house. You out here grinding at school, doing what you got to do. It's okay for me as a, you know, a stud is kind of the term I go by because I'm a masculine female. I, I definitely and clearly want to be addressed as a female. I love being a female. Power right. It's power in the P. You know what oh, I'm saying? I, yeah. like, oh, it real. is. So I'm never going to say anything less. But just kind of being a stud and, and being more, I'm washing dishes, I'm cooking dinner, my wife, she out. And I'm like, oh, man, I want to go to school. Like, right. <laughs> kind of looking at it like, what am I doing for myself? Like, I just got my um, life license, but I had PNC. And, and that's another thing, that's just to put a plug out there. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to do everything. All insurance, I will be an expert in. I got property, casualty, and life. So, entrepreneurs, you need business insurance. My special, I'm going to specialize in business and life insurance. But if you need auto home, it's requirements of the government. We got everything, you know. I know that's right. So it's, I'm it's, gonna be hollering at you. Absolutely <laughs> do, and, and I'm the type of person is I, I would rather educate you right. than sell you something because at the end right. of the day, insurance is a requirement. And the reason I love it is because when I look around my circle, I'm like, all right, I got friends that's real estate agents. I got friends that own uh, clothing lines. I got friends that are singers. Is there ain't no insurance agents in my circle? You know what I'm saying? So I can be that piece in my circle, you know, right. and, and not only in my circle, but just changing the face <laughs> of insurance, period, because it's really got to, I think the the community that we're in, it, it really has to be a, a lot of stepping into environments that we're not the faces of or don't see very many faces in the field. And just, I think that's something that I want to do, but... Yeah, I think I went all off track. I'm sorry. Because okay, you touched on a lot of kids. Yeah, right? like, nah. I'm like, I'm touched on Nah, you, ne you never go. Yeah, okay. I'm like, where Nah, you can go as far off track as you want to because yeah. that's how it is. Yeah. I was just gonna. I don't even know if I should pick back off what you said because you hit it on everything. Um, but in regards to the question, I believe it had to do with toxicity. Feminine. Feminine. Toxic femininity. Toxic femininity. Yeah, that's right. But that femininity, that's a hell But yeah, so I also feel like it definitely does exist. Just to make sure we're clear on that. But I think a lot of it has to do with it can go all the way back to our upbringing. Right. What was exposed to us. If there was both parents in the home, what we went through, were you molested or raped? 
Because Ooh. guess what? If you were, that may, um, you know, depict as to how you will react and grow in your sexuality. Not only that, but you can maybe a little fast because now you don't been exposed to something too early. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not sure if you like it. So now you're a little uh, promiscuous. You may cheat on your mate. You know what I'm saying? It can go a lot of different ways with that, but it does exist. And I think a lot of it has to do with that foundation of how you were um, brought up or what you went through growing up. Right. Um, yeah, I totally agree. So, and then not only that, until you get to that level to where you recognize your own flaws and your own mistakes and deal with your own demons and mm. your own skeletons and your own closet, you're going to continue to spread that on you know, everybody that you come across, especially in a relationship. Which is why, you know, I really am glad that I'm single. Not that I felt like I was one. I don't feel like I was one because I've always been one to motivate. However, I accepted things that I should have never accepted right. from anybody right. because of what I went through. Not having my father, um, you know, having him being in and out. My mom didn't really grow up with her until I got to middle school. Thank God that we have an awesome relationship. She's an awesome grandmother to my child, my children, my two children. She's an awesome mother to me. We have a beautiful relationship now. But guess what? Because of those things, you know, I grew up angry. That's why I was fighting all the time in school. Because right. I was just angry. I had so much anger, but that's where it came from. And it wasn't until I got 20, I got my last, I'm going to be 31, sorry, and I got into my last fight at 24, 25. Mm-hmm. That's just five years, six years ago. Like that's bad. But it took that long for me to grasp what I was doing, but that's where it came from. And I just didn't care, you know, but I was spreading it amongst everybody I met. But no guy finna talk to me any kind of way. Then again, because I wanted that love, I needed that companionship, I felt because I didn't have that growing up from my parents, I accepted things. You know what I'm right. saying? So mm-hmm. then it caused me to also reciprocate it back in ways that I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. So it goes deeper than, you know, than that. It really starts from what you grow up seeing and what you're surrounded in. Definitely. Got yep. you. I totally agree with that. And I think sometimes... Being in a relationship to me is like peeling the layers of, off an onion. It's kind of, and what I mean by that is the more you fall in love with someone or be exposed to them, then insecurities start coming up. That's right. right. And then, because it's kind of things that I didn't know that I was insecure about until they really started surfacing. And I had to look myself in the mirror and be like, is this my wife or like, you know, like, has yeah. she given me any reason? Yeah. And then, like, kind of check myself. Kind of like, all right, this is an insecurity of mine. And then loving her through her insecurities. That's We're the right. type of people, like, if it's certain things, like, I mean, this might sound simple, but this is me being insecure in the beginning of our relationship. My wife had a child before we were married, and then we got custody of my niece. So now we have two children, okay? So... I don't know, like, I've seen people just go back and forth to their kid's father, and I didn't like the phrase, like, he would call her and be like, baby mama, so I'm like, nah, you know, no nicknames, he need to call you Lisa, (laughs) 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 and she like, you know, it's not really that big of a deal, it's nothing, you know, like, and just kind of realizing, but for me, for what she did, and she was like, you know, I'm about to get married. You need to call me, you know, you know, Lisa or whatever. And it's not even about to get married, but I'm in a relationship right. to respect my spouse. Right. This is what set boundaries. You know what I mean? Right. So I think when you start realizing your 
partner is insecure in certain areas, it really is your responsibility to help that Mm -hmm. in some type of way by just setting boundaries that are realistic. Like, I understand they need to communicate. We all got a baby together. At this point, I'm in there. You know, we got a baby together. (laughs) So I was without a father. I'd be damned if her daddy want to be a part of her life. I'm the reason that she not. Because I know the pain from that. You know, me and my father have a great relationship now. But as a child, I didn't know him. And I would not wish that on any child. So it's kind of like being an adult, you just have to step up for your kids. So, But my wife, she's always really set boundaries to help me with my insecurities and vice versa to the point where things like that, they vanish. Like now I realize like you want me, you know, like it ain't everybody in the past was stupid because I got a great wife, you know, she loved me. (laughs) So it's kind of like, obviously she walked down the aisle with me. So it's kind of like she put different things in place to kind of dissolve insecurities and the more you get involved and really get to know people we all have them because like you said things that happened in your past i think all of that stuff affect you when i was growing up my like i got all male cousins but my grandmother used to make me be in the kitchen with her cooking cleaning because she thought a woman's place was doing that she was a stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. the five kids my granddaddy was a truck driver. So she was bringing me up to be a wife. You know what I mean? In her eyes, this is what women do. And I'm like, I just want to go play on the trampoline. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> while they get to play and I'm in here washing dishes. And right. it's just kind of that upbringing, you know? And it may be why I'm a stud because I'm like, now nah, I'm one of the boys, you know? Like, I ain't washing no dishes. I'm leaving that for whoever want to wash the dishes. But I don't know. It's just different things in your background. When, and the more you get to know people, the more you'll realize, like, okay, this may be why you're this That's way. Right. And I'm going to help you work through this. That's now, right. you got to hold them accountable because there's certain right. things, like, when I first met my wife, for example, and this would be it, I'll, I'll let the floor go. <laughs> I would get mad at my wife. This is probably the first few months of us dating. Mm-hmm. So, I'm mad at you and the baby. Like, the baby, like, Chris, what's up? And I'm like, I'm like, you know what, <laughs> Oh, you were her. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Know, yeah. But my wife, she stood up and she was like, yo, this is unacceptable. Like, my baby ain't got nothing to do with you being mad at me. That's like, right. if you ever, you know, like, kind of put things in place and vice versa. You know, I've said things. You got to have non-negotiables and not let people step past them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, this is something for me. Mm-hmm. Somebody being physical is unacceptable. You put your hands on me, we can kill That's each other. Right. I know people, right. two females fighting if somebody die. Like, don't play. If we can't talk, let's walk away, come mm-hmm. back and talk because we're an adult, right. you know, and it's hard for people to communicate. But if you can't, then we can't be together. Right. So just setting up non negotiables and <laughs> helping people work through their insecurities. Okay. I think it's great. I'll touch on that one. So I know with literally any relationship I've been in, I don't know if this is a female thing or a me thing, but if I express like that I feel upset about something or something made me mad or something bothered me, the dude will always like take it as I'm trying to argue. Like right. just because I feel negatively doesn't mean you have to respond negatively. I just want you to know you did this and it made me feel this way. And we don't have to make it into anything other than I'm letting you know and if you keep doing it, I'm gonna keep saying it. And if we have to keep going back and forth, like I don't know whose fault it would be eventually, but I feel like you should be able to express your insecurities to your partner and it not seem like a big deal. Like, if I'd be like, oh, I don't like that that girl, like, for an example, 
you know, if your dude has or your significant other period has a friend of the opposite or same gender, however you look at it, and, you know, they get real close, they real touchy, and you're like, so I don't really like that. Like, I'm going to need such and such to back up because that makes me feel some type of way. Like, oh, it's not like that. It's just a... I wish some people would just like, you know what? I didn't realize that made you uncomfortable. I'm going to let this person know they don't need to do that because you don't like it. Like, it shouldn't turn into a defense thing. Like, you shouldn't right. have it... to be like, no, she's not like that. That's my oldest friend. That It should be just like, oh, damn, my bad. Let me tell her, like, it's not cool to do that because... I'm with it's you, and that's all what about it is. the level of maturity and communication Man. where you are with yourself. Because mm. back in the day, oh, we going, I'm going with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like, right. he, listen, I'm going with you. You got something to say? I'm telling you, this is how I feel. I don't like this. Right. So if you got something to say, okay, so what's up? What are we gonna do about this? Because you're not gonna check it. So let me check her. Right. Okay. But now it's like, okay, I'm not even gonna be with anybody that don't understand how to communicate. If you can't nah, communicate with me, mm-hmm. I'm not. Because we're not, gonna get adults who we're not gonna get anywhere. We're not gonna get anywhere. You have to be open. And I feel like honestly, don't be in a relationship if you're not ready to cover all aspects that are required to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Communication is one major key. Definitely. So if you can't talk to me, I can't express myself to you, you can't take in what I'm telling you, you can't come to me without me feeling insecure. It, it's not even about that, without building each other up and taking in what each other's saying mm-hmm. to grow together. Right. There's no need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think and I guess I'm gonna come at it from the the, the man <laughs> perspective here. All right, so I think as far as and, and this is something that I you know I invite all men to do, challenge all men to do. We have got to start checking our egos, and we got to start um, you know basically um, putting our pride to the side and start listening to women because I've had. I'm famously known for having girlfriends galore. Like, I could find somebody, like them, bring them around. My family always say, we ain't going to see her. I mean, be cool. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's it's serious. Like, you could ask anybody who knows me, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, they know, man, that nigga ain't going to keep her that long. But my problem has always been... And and this is my my fatal flaw that I I'm working on now and as a thirty year old man, which I'm kinda catching late, but damn I'm catching it. It's all right. Is yeah, that it's my fatal flaw has always been the whole thing of compromise. Um how a woman can tell me well my woman, I'm gonna say a woman, my woman can tell me how she feels and I'm my biggest thing is but you shouldn't feel that way. You know, or you shouldn't how could you feel that way, or why would you feel that way? Okay, rather, right, right, and and see, that's what I'm learning now. Rather than say, you know what, damn it, I'm gonna be, I'm going to fix the behavior right. that that is there. I need to to make sure my woman is comfortable because I'm not laying down with this person. I'm laying right. down with you, right? And even though I'm not married, you know, I do believe happy wife, happy life. You know, I'm not married because. What it does is it, it puts a cloud over everything and it starts, You we complain about, oh man, she's so insecure, you always tripping, but we created the monster. Right. Because we didn't, we didn't come to her and her meeting or in the middle ground and say, okay, babe, I get what you're saying, I understand, because there's a difference 
between hearing somebody and listening. Hearing is, I can talk to this computer screen, and this computer can be hearing me, but he don't give a damn. At the end of the day, it's not listening. Listening is actively taking what you hear and applying it to real life. And so I didn't do that. And so now I look back at all my relationships, and I guess you call it a mid-midlife crisis. I look back at all my relationships. I'm like, damn, I see why I fucked up with that. I see why I fucked up with her. I see why I fucked up with her. Now, granted, I don't want to be with him ever again. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm fine with, you know, not being with him. But I see where my mistake was. And I see where I could have been a better man. And so now my next relationship, I know if she tells me, you know, I don't really like the way that she interact with you, then I know to check her or just not fuck with her. Like, if you feel that way, fuck it. I ain't got to deal with it. Or, like I said before, my Twitter, maybe I do need to tone it down. Maybe I do need to stop, you know, saying whatever, you know, whatever, just to get shit and, you know, just for shits and giggles because it, it's embarrassing who I'm with. And so, you know, and the biggest, another biggest thing, and this is my next question, is do you ever feel like you outgrow you outgrow a relationship or you outgrow friends or a circle? Man, listen. <laughs> All the time. Let me yeah, tell you something. And the people, they might be mad at me, but tell the truth or shame the I, yes. I, I've been, I've had the same friends for at least minimum 15 years. Okay. I've met new people, been around new people, hung out, associates. But friends or I at this point in my life, I'm learning that I can't even consider them friends technically anymore. So, yes, you can definitely outgrow people um, in your circle. And it, but you know what? It's not a bad thing because life is about elevation and it revolving. So if you're not growing, you know what I'm saying? Like, then it's OK. Like, it's OK to um, not hang around the same ones like I rolled through the hood. And the same dudes out there in the hood still posted up at the spot. And it's like, dang, y'all been out here 20 years. Like Somebody get a job. Like, what are you doing at home? You know, you might, it might be a little few dry spots some days where they not out there like we used to be. But it's like, if I just decide to go, go down Ring Road, but they left. You still here. <laughs> like, they there. So, it's like, okay, so what y'all doing? It's all love, though. It's always going to be love because that's not, I mean... I don't wish nothing bad upon anybody. I don't have no beef with anybody. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it people people change. You're supposed to change. If you're still stuck in that same place that you was 10, 15, 20 years ago, then something's wrong. Mm-hmm. We need to get you some help. How can I help you? Right. right. And I learned the hard way because actually it was the opposite for me. So, like, man, I used to, it was, it was a group of us. We was always together. You know, high school, middle middle school, high school was always together. Um, And you can start seeing as everybody kind of grew up. And it's not a bad thing. I never always say, man, I don't have beef or mouse or nobody. I I, I legit don't. If if I talk to somebody from 10, 15 years ago, they honestly can't say, oh, I got beef with you. But I just hang around the same people and... The divide happened. It started when you went to college. So you went to college. It was like, okay, it's a few of us. Then you got to college. Okay, a little bit less of us are here. All right. You graduate. You get out of college. Then you get to the real world. And then you start seeing your circle kind of get smaller. 
And then as life happens, you start seeing, like, I looked up. I was like, damn, I ain't talked this nigga in three years. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, one of my, one of my close, we, we was roommates in college. We would have never thought, like, you would have never thought we would have never talked. And, like, somehow or another, it was, a, uh, it was a girl I used to talk to. She was at Winston-Salem for homecoming. And somehow or another, she got him on the phone or they was around each other. And she talked, she was talking to him, said, oh, damn, your roommate right here. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, I ain't taught this man. And actually, it's been, when we have our high school reunion, was that 2016? 2016. Before then, I ain't talked to him in like two, three years. And then I just talked to him last year, which was 2008. So in a five-year span, I taught this man twice. I seen this dude every day, but it's not the fact that we beef. It's just that you outgrow and you you go different places. Like our conversation gonna be different. Yeah. Like you know, you got your thing going on. With if you if they call me today and say, "Man, look, bro, I need the whole X amount of dollars. I'm trying to start a business. This, that, and the third, bro. I got you cash out, whatever. You know what I'm saying? No problem. I ain't gonna ask no questions. Now, I mean, by about six months from now, I'm like, well, damn, bro, I ain't seen shit. You can at least let me see what the hell you doing. But if I don't see nothing, but nonetheless, it's like, well, damn, you know, it's like, but, you know, and I used to, at first, it kind of bothered me. And I used to tell my mom, like, well, damn, how is it that, I like, I looked around and like, I got a whole, almost a whole new set of damn friends. Like, you know what I'm saying? And she was like, I mean, you're just going to outgrow people. And it's not a bad thing. You're going to outgrow relationships. And that's why I said I could look back at relationships see where I fucked up. But I know I've, I've outgrown them. And they outgrew me. And I don't, have a, I don't have no problem with that. You outgrow me. I outgrow you. So, um, but a lot of people, and, and I feel victim to that. I'm like, damn, like, is it me? Like, did I do something? Did I say something? But it's it's just... When you get to a certain a certain level, you start noticing people start telling out, and it's incredible to me that you look up and you don't see the same people that you had at the beginning, and especially like I know y'all would attest when it comes down to business, people will be yes, they'll be your best friend, but when you ask them like, well, damn, you see them like in your case. You might have talked to somebody all the time, and they might have said they might have said just got my lashes done. And you like, well, damn, you know I do lashes. Why you ain't exactly. fuck with me? Like, you better speak. And, and that, and see that would, and see to me that would bother me. Like, I would probably be like, man, I don't even want to fuck with you no more. But you have to learn, like, as a person, like, you know what? I know, now I see what you are. You know what I'm saying? Now I see, like, all right, you was there for the, you was just there for the good time. You might have been an associate. I probably put too much. I put too much. I ain't gonna say faith, but I put too much. Um, wait on your character because how the hell can you not? I ain't gonna say shot with me. How can you not so come to me? Yeah, sure. and that's the thing. That's what I've been talking about, and not even just what I was mentioning earlier mm-hmm. about my last relationship and how I was pretty much catering um, more so to what he was doing and what I wanted to do. It's the same thing in my friendships. My people can call me and say, "Oh, we have a cookout. Oh, we meet over here at Auntie House. Oh, we meet over here, which is." You don't have to be blood to be family. But, oh, we moving over here at such and such place. Oh, we here. And they know Charmaine going to come through. 
oh, Charmaine, I, my car done broke down, or oh, Charmaine, I need somebody to watch my son so I can go to this interview. Uh, oh, Charmaine, it's about to go down. This girl just ran me, you know, wrong, crossed me wrong. They know I'm finna pull up. You know what I'm saying? But I can't call on them for that, for everything. I can't call on them and say, I post all day. I have a show I'm performing tonight at, and I send them a message. Hey, can you, I would love to have you come support me. Ain't nobody pulling up. I got one or two that mm-hmm. made me out of the whole team. Right. Ain't nobody came to see me perform nowhere. Right. And the only reason I think they may have came to do support in a play or something like that was because I put them on to be a part of the play. Right. Oh, You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So you got things like that. But guess what? It's still no love. Laws don't get me wrong. I love them still the same. I just know where we are in our mm-hmm. friendship. Right. And and, it, and that, that has to be... Our, I mean, and that's a hurtful thing, you know. Um... Again, I just, I, I couldn't imagine it. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, I don't know, with life insurance, I'm sure you put that out there. And with your art, I'm pretty sure you put that out there to where it's like, you know, if if you can go and spend a hundred, well, well, I hate to say it, this is, y'all know I'm in the shoes. So if you can spend $200 on shoes, you can spend $100 on art. Or you can spend X amount of dollars on if if you can say okay, well I'm gonna do this, and I ask you, you got life insurance, you say no, then why not invest in? Why not invest in it? Does that? And y'all, and I'm I already got her opinion. Does right. that make you kind of look at people differently, or do you just kind of take it on the chin? Like you know what? I know what kind of person I'm dealing with. Um, <clears throat> so I definitely think some friends are seasonal. You know, the season is up and they, they pass away or they go on you right. know, with no love loss or with love loss. I can't say every relationship I've ever had ended well, you know. I'm 30. I'll be 36 this year. So, I've had some situations um, where there ain't no love loss. Like you said, I, I'm too old really to be for anything. So, it's kind of like right. if you still holding on to it, then I'm sorry. But <clears throat> the biggest thing for me is... I don't focus on the people who don't. I focus on the people who do. Right. And I was a club promoter from like 18. I threw my last party October of last year. So for a really long time. And what I learned with that is I can tell 100 people about my party and 10 are going to show. So I have to, for one, continue to beat beat it out there. Hit the streets with flyers. It was the old school method. And I just don't put too much focus on people who don't. I put my focus on people who do support me. And then um, what I realized is your closest friends and family, because they believe they know you, sometimes they don't want to believe in the new you because there's different versions of yourself. You know, as you grow, you're becoming a new person. I'm not the same person I was at 20. I'm not the same person I was at 10. I think that those 10 year increments is really huge is what I've been like reading is because you're a different person every 10 years, you know, right. you're different at 40 than you are at 30. And I haven't experienced that, but I can dang sure say at 20, I'm, I was way different at 30, you know, I'm only 22 and 20 was still different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just wait till you get 30. You're right. going to be like a yeah. completely different person. And it's kind of like, because those people have seen where you come from the same place, you know, and in their mind, this is where we at. We at the store, we at the hood. So to see you, it's hard for me to believe in that. And I don't believe in me, you know, or like, see, so it's kind of like, 
I realize strangers will support you more than people that you know. Oh, and that's then, true. It's like the people you know, they want a discount. Stranger, I'm going to mm-hmm. buy your shirt for $20. Right. Family, <laughs> I, can I get it for 10 You know, like, right. and right. It, it's just one of those realities of life, you know. So it's kind of like once strangers start applauding you, now your family is going to come along or your friends are going to come along and be like, you know what? You actually, okay, you are the shit. You got 10,000 followers. And my thing is why, and why why do y'all think, why do y'all, because I put them pause in a minute, but what, what do, why do y'all think it, it is that way? Like, why do you think that? So I feel like strangers are more supportive because they don't know anything about you. Like they don't know the good things that you've done. They don't know the bad things that you've done. Like my little sister growing up was the meanest child in the world. But everybody who knew her was like, oh, she's so sweet. She's smiling. But literally my sister would fake cry to get me in trouble. And then like literally look at me like the evil child. And be like, <laughs> like I got you in trouble. And I'm just like. Are you serious? So I was bullying my sister because mm-hmm. she was bullying me, but everybody only saw that I was bullying her. So when, like I said, a stranger could see my artwork and be like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like if you live in a house with me, you saw the painting come to life. So, you know, you see the sketch and you see the, the bullshit that comes down to where it don't look like nothing. You see it turn into something. So then it's no surprise. It's like, okay. I saw that happen. That's pretty cool. But a stranger, they just see the finished product. They're like, oh, shit. How did you do that? And they don't know how you got to point B from or, you know, how you got from where you were to where you started from. So strangers are always more supportive because they don't know anything. They don't have anything to go off of. Like, right. people will see me at 22 and be like, oh, my gosh, you're so mature. You're doing so well. But then, you know, my mom is like, well, I can't believe that you did this and you should have done this a little better. And I expect this from you. So it's just a matter of perspective. Since someone don't know you, they don't have nothing to go off of. So they just see but what the they product. want to. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I just always find it interesting and I always look at it from perspective of, you know, um it's just crazy to me how a stranger would support you better than your people do. Um but at the end of the day, you know, I learned to not harvest any kind of ill will towards anybody. That's right. Right. Um, you know, I don't again, I don't I don't have any beef or malice. I dap up and I've had people do the craziest shit to me. Like, I mean the craziest shit. There were a lot of people was like, How the fuck are you still cool with this nigga? You know what I'm saying? Like I she know in high school I went through a situation where I was out somewhere and motherfuckers did some old crazy shit and like pulled a jump move. And my partner was right there. Mm. And it was just me. Like it was like, fuck it, I'ma fight. I'm I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like that's shit. I already know what's up. If somebody come up behind you and sneak you, either you gonna fall or you're gonna fight, nigga. You gonna do one of the two. Right. And my partner was there, and he, you know, he did his thing. He when he didn't do his thing, he kinda did his, you know, he ran. And so everybody was like, how the fuck are you still cool with this nigga like da 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 da? And I was like, you know, I don't got no ill will towards him because I always looked at it from perspective. And people were like, shit, not me. I looked at it from perspective of if he who if he would have gotten it, because he's not really from that little that shit. Like right. I kind of grew up in it. So I know, I know how shit works. If he would have jumped in, they probably like, oh, we not he the one giving us the fight. Let's go to the nigga that ain't. 
and he would have got killed. You know what I'm saying? Then they would have been like, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? My my boy got killed out there because he ain't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. But still, people was like, nigga, how the fuck? But I still held no ill will. And a lot of people was like, nigga, shit. Like, I had people in my family like, nigga, where he at? You know what I'm saying? We're going to get them, of course, who got you. But where he at, too? Right. And I was like, nah, let that shit go, man. It ain't that deep for me. And it still ain't. I still, you know what I'm saying? If I see, what's up, bro? Da, 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 or y'all trying to, all right, we're back. I'm a roll. I just know, you know what I'm saying? When I do oh, roll, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know, yeah. y'all. I can have my people too somewhere in the facility. Right. Hey, y'all gonna be down there too. You're right. All right, you know what I'm saying? That way I got my little reinforcements. But going back to going back to business, and then we'll probably be done. Um, I want to do one more time where y'all can kind of. Tell us a little bit more about y'all's businesses, so that way the people who've been listening, because we about an hour and some change in, they can kind of get more acclimated with um, y'all's business and see how they can get in touch with y'all, how they can get you know whatever services y'all offer. Because I definitely want to make sure that it, like every resource is used because. Everybody is y'all have and y'all have like the dopest businesses because everybody needs it done. Everybody needs some art or everybody needs clothes. Everybody needs their eyelashes done. Everyone needs actor uh, needs an actress. Everyone needs someone to sing. People are always looking for new music. People are always looking for something new. You know. Life insurance. I mean, you de- you damn sure gotta have that. Right. So right. it's one. Of, so it's like a holy trifecta here. And as 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 the listeners, I know y'all listening because y'all did a good job of supporting me, even though I half asked kind of the promotion last week. Mm-hmm. But I had a lot going on. But I want y'all to understand that I actually know all three of these people, these these women personally. And I know for a fact I don't put like I don't I'm fam- I'm also famous for not putting my name on something I don't believe in, but all three of these young women are very very ambitious and they have very very good product, and so I'm gonna let them introduce their product and let them kind of give you in closing you know what they offer and I want y'all to check them out. Um, everybody's located in Charlotte, but I mean I'm pretty sure you know. For the right price, they'll come to you for the right price. Don't mm-hmm. undercut. I don't play nah for the right price. Um, they'll come to you or give you whatever you need. So um, I'll start with, with Crystal. Then we just work our way around and then we'll be done. Okay, okay. So my name is Crystal Flo Melton. Uh, you can catch me on Facebook at Chris, C-R-Y-S, Flo Melton. Uh, I'm an, an insurance agent by trade, uh, so that's what I do as you know, nine to five. As far as I can do anything, home, auto, uh, boat, motorcycle, life insurance, and business insurance will be my specialties. I'm really just stepping back into the trade. Uh, I also have a nonprofit called Rejuvenate Every Dream. We are heavy in the city. Uh, really trying to make a, a big impact. Um, you can catch us on www.rejuvenateeverydream. I'm also a club promoter for the LGBT community. So if you're ever looking for an event, you can definitely catch us at CP Live, at CP Live um, NC on Instagram. 
uh, and I love to connect with you. My my biggest thing that I want to put out about life insurance or just insurances in general, my goal is to create 1,000 black millionaire babies through life insurance. Yes. And I can teach you how to do that. What I want you to also understand, what I get kicked back on, is life insurance is not about when you die only. There's people that are using their life insurance policies to fund their dreams. You can take loans out of your life insurance. Uh, you can use your life insurance to apply for credit. Uh, it's all kinds of things that I could teach you with that. Uh, so connect with me. I'm going to actually put my number out there. I got a wife, so this is business use. But business you can text on. me at 919-931-3396. And I'd love to help you out. Just hit me up. All right, so you heard her, and then we're going to move over to Charmaine, True Maine. Charmaine. Okay, guys. So, once again, I'm Charmaine, um, a.k.a. True Maine is my artist name. Um, I'm a singer as well as an actress. Um, I have my Facebook um, at True Maine. That's T-R-U-M-A-I-N-E. Um, so you can kind of see what I have going on there as well as Instagram. It is true, T-R-U underscore M-A-I-N-E 88. Um, kind of just see what I have going on there. I, I'm working on some new music. I've been working on this EP for like a year and a half, but I just want to make sure that everything I got on there is bangers. Ain't nobody skipping no songs. You feel me? Um, as well as I am nominated for a best singer for the uh, Charlotte First People's Church Choice Awards. Hooray! Um, in April, so you guys, please vote, 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 vote. You can only vote one time, um, but get your mama phone, your cousin phone, your son phone, <laughs> your neighbor phone, your coworker phone, and just send a text to nine eight zero. Six 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 two one six two and text True Maine that's T R U M A I N E slash Best Singer. Um, the voting ends on the thirtieth of this month, March thirtieth. So make sure y'all get y'all votes in for that. And as far as my business, um, I am the owner of Monet's Elegant Lashes and Nails. Monet's my middle name because everybody be like, who is Monet? That's my middle name. Um, and I am launching a nail polish line by the name of Elegant Enhancements. My daughter uh, will be the co-owner on that. It will be a vegan nail polish line. I'm also launching my own mink lash strip um, line, which will be called Minks by Monet. So that product will be in um, by the end of the month as well. Um, you can catch that. Um, or follow me on my business page on Facebook at Monet's. That's M-O-E-N-A apostrophe S. Um, elegant lashes and nails. The acronym is melanin. So if y'all see melanin, it's the same thing. Um, that's on Facebook and on Instagram. It is at Minks by Monet. Um, again, the spelling is the same. Oh, and as far as one more thing, I'm sorry, my SoundCloud. I'll have music on SoundCloud right now until I get everything up and going um, with the social with the platforms. Um, that's um, True Main at SoundCloud. So y'all can catch some of my music there. Okay, and then of course my co-host Shay. As we know, I do artwork, but my artwork is not limited in any way, shape, or form. I do personal clothing. I do um, canvas, drawing, hair, makeup, anything I can do with my hands artistically. You know, if I've never done it before, I watch a video, I'll pick it up. Um, like I said, I have a name your price tool. This is not progressive, but close enough. 
you tell me what you want to pay and we go from there. You can find me on Instagram at your artist Shay, Y-O-U-R-A-R-T-I-S-T-S-H-A. And also on my Twitter, you can find me at Shay Cookie Monster. That is S-H-A-C-O-O-K-I-M-O-N-S-T-R. Um, for the most part, um, I will give a shout out to his name is, I'm pretty sure it's underscore Enigma. He has a, he hosts an art show every first Thursday at Recess Charlotte. It starts at seven. It's $5 admission. There are numerous, you know, artists there painting live. There's paintings hanging up. There's poets, DJ, you know, drinks are half off. It's a nice little thing to come up. Um, I'll probably have to post that on my actual page to actually advertise that a little bit better. But I'm usually there. I was there last week, and it's pretty fun. The crowd is iffy. You know, it is a Thursday, but when it gets jumping, it's really nice. There's a lot of melanin in there, you know. If you don't have melanin-enriched skin, it don't matter. You can still come out. It's just nice when black people can get together and make great things. So, hope to see you all out there. You know, you can message me about any artwork, any appearances, makeup, hair, whatever it be. Just let me know. All right, and of course, this is well, hell, y'all know who I am. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and change the name of this to I, I know I said the round table when I started, but I'm actually gonna change it to the boss up. So, we're gonna end the boss up episode because I feel like that's more appropriate than the round table. Like we in damn England or somewhere, so I'm gonna <laughs> say boss up. Um, I thank y'all, of course, as always, for uh, choosing to spend y'all's. Hour and a half, I believe we at right now with me. Um, I had some illustrious guests here today. Of course, next week I'm gonna have um have some more guests in here. So we're gonna get different perspectives from that. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, my boy go my boy is a financial planner. He'll be here next week. And uh I think my other homeboy who's a minister is gonna be here. And then my homegirl, she's a dancer. She's going to be here. So, yeah, the episode going to be a little different than this one. But we're going to, you know, we're going to try to keep it, you know, kind of kind of right in the center of gravity. So, but again, y'all have a good night, man. Thank you. Or good afternoon if you're riding to this, you know. Um, this is it from Server Love. And uh, you have a good one. Good night. <laughs>